Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you'd like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to agencygo.io to sign up today. Hey everyone, today we got a really cool show talking about data and leveraging data to build a million dollar agency. We have David Finberg, the founder of Peaks Digital Marketing over in Denver, Colorado, right near the Capitol. And David, welcome to the show, man. For everyone that doesn't know you, what's Peaks Digital and who's David? Yeah, Jordan, thanks for having me on. So uh, Peaks Digital is a uh, lead generation agency. We specialize in SEO, web development, content marketing, PPC, some data and analytics and strategy. So really heavy on the lead gen side. And uh, you know, my background is uh, you know, coming in and helping websites rank on the first page of Google and doing so in a, in a data-driven way that you know, really guides clients to a lot of the numbers and the data and the, the wins behind that. Like so often clients look at their accounts and it's keyword rankings or you know, all these different data points. And um, you know, our, our claim to fame is to use data-driven marketing to drive actionable results in a way that is scalable and transparent. I love that. And, you know, I'm someone who has worked with a lot of agencies, you know, I think to date I'm over 350 in total and most agency owners and whether it's owners or co-founders, if there are co-founders, you usually don't have an analytical person. It's just not the archetype that is attracted to building an agency for whatever reason. So for your talk about data and leveraging data, whether it's in reporting for your own growth, for your client's growth, you have to use data to be an effective marketer. It's imperative. But for whatever reason, I don't think it's like one of the first filters that people leverage to build upon. It sounds like from our conversation before we clicked record, you have some really good systems around data, whether it's for your own your own data or for clients or you know reporting. What is it about what you guys do that's unique or that you use to propel that propel you to where you're at today, you're a million dollar agency. That's only 4% of agencies will ever get to a million, right? So right there, there's a lot of credibility behind what you're doing. I appreciate the the little snapshot that you gave there. And, you know, a lot of what you just said are, are like three different buckets, right? You've got like the scaling of the agency. And what we look for there is it's more of like an accounting driven method. You know, we partner with one of the businesses that we partner is fully accountable. They're data-driven accounting software. So, you know, we love to love to shout them out because they're a big part of of how we, you know, get a lot of that back end data. So it really starts with, you know, having the right numbers to make the right decisions, right? And if we're not looking at things like profit and loss, we're not looking at what are our top accounts in terms of margin, what are our lowest accounts in terms of margin. You know, agencies typically bill at this higher rate. They're like, oh yeah, we bill at 125 or 175 or whatever you bill at, right? 99 when you actually go and you count the hours, how many hours are you actually spending on an account? And so, you know, we can have these recurring packages and, and different, you know, levels of service. How accurate are we in our estimation of, of those quotes? And looking at our bottom line is really the first way to do that, right? Is what is our margin? Most service-based businesses have a margin about 20%, right? 15, 25%, depending on your niche and industry. And so, 
you know, when you're doing even a million dollars, right, you, you really want to make sure that you're not having some leaky bucket, right? Absorb some of those profits. And so it really comes down to like the, the brass tacks of this, and it's not the sexiest thing we'll get into it. It's, it's really knowing your numbers. Like what's your margins? Where are you spending the most? Where are you spending the most money in terms of resources, whether that's development hours or backlink building or, you know, design or labor, then more importantly, like what is the return on that investment once we allocate the hours and the time? And so, you know, if you're looking at an account and, you know, we uh, did an audit just recently and we do one just about every quarter of like which accounts are taking the most amount of time and what is their spend level, right? And, and either adjusting that level and saying, hey, listen, you know, looks like we're spending... 10 to 20 extra hours in this part of the, you know, maybe we're building a bunch of landing pages or something like that. If we want to continue this, we might need to consider adding some extra hours to support this additional work that was maybe outside of the contract. The other opportunity is innovation. So like what is taking time that we can innovate around to reclaim some of that time back and, you know, pass that along to the client in terms of value. And so a lot of it is value driven, right? In terms of like your price and what people are paying is based on the amount of value that you're adding. And so, you know, internally you should also, you know, put a bookmark in that of like where, you know, one, how much value are you adding? How many projects are we completing? Um, is there any scope creep or are there any extenuating circumstances that would cause an account to go over on hours? Perhaps it's just additional meetings and things and certain seasons of business that clients may need, uh, but really being able to adjust and pivot and say, okay, either, we're spending too many hours and we need to innovate or reset expectations or improve uh, or increase pricing, right? Improve margins. Or the other component is like, maybe there's something wrong, like, oh, we're spending too much on, you know, development when this client doesn't even really care about development or, hey, we're spending too much on backlinking when, you know, oh, we do, we built three extra links instead of, you know, sticking to the seven backlinks we built 10 this month. Why is that happening? And so it's a mixture of, client expectations and then internal processes and just making sure that you're identifying the loose areas of the business that need to be tightened up from a budgetary perspective, from a resource perspective so that you can effectively scale, right? So if you're scaling and you're not having great margin, then there's almost, right? You can add as many clients, you can add as many team members, your margin's always going to be the same, right? And you're just doing more work, right? So the idea is that you can identify those leaky buckets and identify you know, both from an accounting perspective and a, and a like time allocation and repeatability perspective, right? McDonald's knows that a burger takes two minutes and, and mm, a burger costs X, Y, Z, right? And if clients are going and asking for mac and cheese, maybe we don't offer that, or maybe we do, and we just need to find better ways to quote that or estimate that, right? Or perhaps they are over-ordering, right? And don't realize that they're ordering all this extra stuff or under-ordering or we're charging them for a dollar menu when we need to charge them for a Big Mac meal, right? So these are just things that naturally happen. And when you're in the business of service, your job is to provide the best service and the, the most amount of value. And sometimes we take our eyes off the target in terms of being so focused on one component of the business where you're not is- identifying and isolating where those where those leaky buckets are, are spilling water. And, and then that point, you know, being able to make some decisions around certain accounts and and where those accounts need to be to be more profitable. It's interesting. I don't perceive it as like a favorite book, but I have an affinity for the concept as a favorite and it's profit first, right? And just the way you're talking through your business Mm -hmm. makes me assume that you have consumed profit first or you're a student of the model. And one thing that 
it's almost maddening, literally maddening for me, is when you go on the macro in the digital marketing space, how few people are astute to their finances from the P&L, from their offer, streamlining to their structure of their business, to their hour allocations, and their you know, fixed costs and variable costs. Like People don't know these things and how it correlates then to scope of work and then scope creep or like overextending, underextending. Agencies just don't know, just don't know. And for me, it's, so it's, we're serv- we service agencies and it's, it's almost huge baffling. It's a huge pain point. So one of the things that I've seen, especially in the space that is actually a huge um, area of opportunity is there's horrible bookkeeping, right? And here's why. A lot of my clients have a bookkeeper or an accountant. And a lot of times I'm not getting access to the books, like March books, like you guys should know your books, like before the month's over, like you should know what's going to close a lot of times, two or three weeks after March or the month is over, I'm getting the books. And now we're starting to look at it for me as a service writer, like enraging, right? How can you want to be an agency owner or business owner and not know this stuff that actually inspired our launch? We have ADF bookkeeping because we're an operations agency where you can, I was just like, I can do this better than any bookkeeper, we can do this faster with better service, which is, that's all people need. All they need to know is the information. So I love, and here's what I want to highlight. I work with a lot of million dollar agency owners. They all talk like you. They know their numbers, they know their allocations. You say they know where buckets are spilling. And if you're someone who is aspiring to be a million dollar agency owner, listen to David, go back and listen to how he spoke about the, his, he was so methodical about how he spoke about numbers and the structure of his foundation of his business. The average millionaire studies their finances at least two hours a week. The average millionaire, like as an owner, is probably doing the same or more. David is a great representation of that. David, I want to call that out because I, I think it's so easily overlooked. What you pay attention to increases, but what you track increases exponentially. Margin matters. Bottom line matters more than the top line. I would rather run on a business that does 80% margin and does $600,000 annually than a million and 20% margin. Hey, agency owners. We at How to Scale an Agency podcast know it's not easy to build an agency. You have to work your ass off to close deals and work on building the pipeline, onboard clients and work on leads and deal with scope creep and contractors and team members and operations. And within all of that, it's so easy to lose sight of why you are trying to build the agency in the first place. And at Eight Figure Agency, we help agency owners get themselves out of the operations and out of the day-to-day management so they can focus exclusively on building their dream business. If this is something that you need help with, you need help getting out of the operations and you need help getting past the seven or multi-seven-figure level, go to eightfigureagency.co. That's the number eightfigureagency.co where you can work with me, Jordan Ross on helping scale your agency to that next level. And at a very minimum, we'll give you a free agency audit to help you understand where you are missing the mark in your agency and business. Right. So if you're in that position where you're not getting your numbers, right? One, that's one of the most important things. And two, I mean, we look at our numbers every week, we get an email update right? We can log in and see the reconciled accounts and, you know, have some kind of forecasting, you know, just to, to kind of hammer your point home, like 90, 
percent of businesses fail due to cash flow reasons, right? And so even if your agency is operating at the great margin, you know it's operating great. Like, do you have a check and balance in place if a card gets overbilled or you know, there's something that's happening while you're out, you know, with your family or whatever happens, right? There you get a fraud charge. You know, there's all kinds of things that can pop up. And knowing your numbers is really 90% of it, right? The other I wouldn't say maybe 90%, but you know, the, the other 10% or maybe 20%, which is arguably the most important is what are we going to do to, to, you know, figure out what the solutions are so that we can reclaim that margin. And um, that's, that's just a huge differentiator that you can have. And you can, we've even applied this principle to like our reporting and analytics, right? So not to shift gears too much, but like, are we getting to the end of the month? And now just at the very end of the month, we know what happened. Are we taking like weekly snapshots or middle of the month snapshots? And that's one thing that, um, you know, as a team, we've always done the weekly updates, or at least the last few years we've been doing the weekly updates. We're actually finding more opportunities to dive in. Like there's algorithm updates. There's, you know, as you know, this industry changes quickly, no matter what you do in it, right? Whether you're a content person, SEO person, a design person. So being able to take a look and understand, you know, not only what's happening internally in that, in your business, but externally in terms of, your clients' results and success, right? Is their traffic up or down? What pages are going up? Which pages dropped? You know, what pages need improvement? You know, having that closed loop system is is really our mythology at Peaks is saying, okay, let's get the data. Let's make some decisions. Let's test something, close the loop, evaluate, keep that loop going. And that can happen in terms of your projects as well. Hey, is this, you know, regardless if you're looking at analytics, right? What's our average time to turn a website around? How much labor do we need, right? These are more of the bookkeeping, accounting, CFO type questions. And on the reverse end, if you're like a PPC or SEO or more of a lead gen agency, like, are we waiting until our clients are, have questions about the report to dive in? Or do we know front to back, left to right, what's happened before we send out that report, right? So not getting to the end of, of March and knowing, oh, well, this blog, you know, there was a broken image on it and the traffic dropped or whatever it is, right? Like if you can identify that on a week by week or, or biweekly basis, right? Now you have some, some pivot room and some adjustment room, you know, inherently we're all really good at what we do, right? Having certain checks and balances in place ensures that, you know, when life throws us a curveball, you know, we can knock it out of the park as opposed to, to striking out or, or having to, you know, take another swing at it. And so just, ways that we do that and actual steps around that would be like, do you have your Google tag manager set up? Are you tracking your conversions properly? Do you know your numbers on the front end as well? Right? So are we tracking thank you page visits? Are we tracking phone call clicks? Are we able to quantify what we've done? Or are we just saying, Hey, we've improved your traffic and your rankings. Not sure if you got any more leads out of it. Right? So many people are focused on vanity metrics in this business and there's a lot of accountability in a wild west kind of environment, right? It's not like digital marketing has been around for 50 years. Some of these things have, have changed. You know, Google just released Google Analytics 4. There's all these new things flying at us as marketers and as agency owners that we need to be able to use to utilize and, and use to our advantage when it comes to these client interactions. And, and when you're working with clients that don't know what a backlink is, or they don't care what a title tag or a heading change is really going to do other than their bottom line. It's really critical to have that kind of information at hand. So we can say, Hey, look, you know, traffic was down, but we actually got better quality traffic. We had less vanity traffic in terms of like blog hits and more customer 
buying, inquiring, phone call, kind of actionable bottom line business needle moving activities. And that's where, you know, a lot of, a lot of people I think struggle with this is like providing tangible ROI is easier than ever before. But if we don't start these campaigns or we don't make that decision to, or have the wherewithal or, or team members to install those Google tags and to really have everything set up for success, you, know, you can be in a, in a, um, precarious situation where maybe you've generated lots of leads for them and you just can't show them the exact amount, right? Or you're tracking like a contact page that isn't necessarily tracking the form fills. It's just saying, oh, you got 200 people to your contact page. It's like, well, how many people opted in? I'm not sure. Well, if we knew that, you know, 5% opted in, then we could say, well, let's work on getting a better opt-in rate. You know, everyone's just working through you know, and Vinnie Fisher is a good mentor of mine, told me this, Tony Grebmeyer, another good mentor of mine. Is everyone just wants to add more leads to the top of the funnel? What if we can better convert those leads? What if we can better quantify the number of leads that we achieved based on a certain action that we took? Or is it all just bad data, right? Are we, well, we did this, we did that. We're not sure which one did something, right? And that's where a lot of people are coming from, especially like companies, right? Where they maybe have an internal marketing department and are looking for more data, they're bringing in an agency to help them get a clear picture. And so in short, the same principle applies to both the bookkeeping and accounting and, and forecasting as to the clients. And everyone's doing some version of reporting, really making, you know, the biggest actual items are get rid of the fluff, like draw some clear correlations. Most C-level executives only have about 60 seconds of attention span. So they don't want a laundry list of things that they already don't understand. It makes them feel small. So how do we give them the, the KPIs and metrics, you know, how many users, how many checkouts or get a quotes or whatever it is that you're selling, like how many inquiries do we generate? And then how do we improve that? Right. How do we increase the conversion rate of the site while increasing that SEO traffic, getting more rankings and leads and all that stuff is great. Let's say we could go from a 1% or a 10% to a 20% or 1% to a 2% if you're an e-commerce store and have a lower conversion rate, which most of them do. Right. And so that's where the real data lies. And you can see, okay, well, making this adjustment to our opt-in page resulted in an uplift to our conversion rate, which inherently you could double your conversions or maybe increase conversions by 10 or 15% without necessarily spending more ad budget or running more ads, right? And these are decisions that you can only arrive at when you know your numbers and you have the right tracking and KPI set up from the beginning. Typically those for us are you know, organic traffic, number of opt-ins, whether that's a sale or conversion, what's the bounce rate? Um, what are the highest bounce rate pages so we can go in and identify opportunities to do some split testing, right? So then you're taking that data and plugging it into Google Optimize, making an, a, an educated experiment and measuring the results of that experiment, able to come back to your clients with some actual insights and say, hey, look, we tried this, you know, it didn't work. We have another version. This one did work. Or, hey, we tried this and we tripled your, you know, one, one client, we had, we tripled their conversion rate just by making some adjustments to their opt-in page, right? Service-based business. And not everyone's going to triple, right? But you can see there's so much upside in just understanding where these clients are at and then being able to leverage the data to guide them to decision-making, lever-pulling kind of stuff. And it's not just objective, right? It's not like some vanity. Well, we're the agency and we know best and all of our other clients do this. So you should do it. We can actually say, well, this change did result in an uplift. If we did this across every other page, we we're expecting to see similar uplifts. And now we can, you know, it's not just a battle of egos or a battle of opinion, right? It's a battle 100%. of data. 100%. So let me ask you this, David, 
we have a lot of um, agency owners that are on the lower end, smaller end that are listening to this. You said a lot of really valuable like morsels on this conversation. What would be the one to three most important actionable tips you can give them that they could tangibly start to make a change in the way they're approaching, whether it's their business from like the PL perspective or the delivery with the data side? That's a fantastic question. So number one, either you or someone on your team, you know, if you're a solopreneur, it's going to stop at buck stops with you, right? But if you have someone on your team or you can interview your team, figure out how many hours you're spending with all your clients. That's number one. You'll see trends, which clients you're spending more hours with, which clients you're spending less hours with. Then you map that to the number, you know, to the spend or the activity, and you can calculate your margin that way. Second thing is you can create some demographics to say, wow, I love Bob's. Bob's take about half the time as, as you know, uh, Brandon's. We're just making up avatars here, but like a Bob is like, you know, this kind of avatar. Brandon is this kind of avatar. Let's go find more Bob's. You can float that into your sales process to qualify better types of clients that aren't going to be necessarily as, you know, potentially needy or whatever it is, right? Um, not painting clients need services. So we don't want to label them as needy. There's certain clients that are going to require more of your time than others. And for certain reasons, you can identify those reasons and look for more of those clients in your sales process. In addition to better knowing your numbers and being able to adjust, pivot, or recalibrate any accounts where expectations are not set correctly. So number one, list out your clients, list out the number of hours that you're spending, interview your team, look at completed tasks, however you're tracking your tasks, make a list, and then map that to the number of, of dollars they're spending or the amount of activity that they're you know engaged with you guys for and make sure that that is profitable or you know at least figure out where some of those leaky buckets or problem clients are happening. The second one would be make sure that you have a Google Tag Manager set up for every account or GA4, which Tag Manager is you know, probably an easier method. What I would do is set up some phone click URL tracking. So like anytime a user clicks a, a link that has a telephone number in it, it's not as good as like a call rail or like having like proper call tracking. Not every account needs like recorded calls and like this higher level of granularity. That said, you know, you want to be measuring like either calls or clicks to like certain pages. And that can be done using events in Google Tag Manager where you say, hey, monitor link clicks to this page or monitor page views to this thank you page or monitor clicks to this phone number, right? Set yourself up for success. Some small Googling. You don't need to be a rocket scientist to do this. You just need to have a small amount of technical skills and maybe someone that can help you install the code on the website and you'd be good there. So those would be like the two biggest actionable things, right? right. Listing your clients out, the, the Google Tag Manager. The third thing is audit through your accounts and like what are the KPIs that you're using? And is it standardized across the different types of services or accounts that, that you're servicing? And if it's not, you know, what I like to do and what our team likes to do, and this is more of like a client expectation goal setting, is how do we identify like the KPIs that we're going to use to objectively measure success so that success isn't, you know, so it's quantifiable. So it isn't just some, some like loose dream concept, right? We know that success is more keywords, success is more opt-in, success is more traffic. Those would be the three. I love it. David, what a wealth of knowledge you are. Like so much, so much golden nuggets dropped on everyone. If anyone wants to come check out you guys and your agency or check you out, where can they find you? Hey, check us out. We're at peaks 
P-E-A-K-S, like the mountaintop, plural, peaksdigitalmarketing.com, or you can follow me on social media, David A. Finberg on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Beautiful. David, thank you so much, man. We appreciate you coming in. Cheers.